Somebody pants me so hard that my underwear came off. Never have I ever gone skinny dipping. For me, money is freedom. I don't know. It's like, how do you approach somebody at a new beach? You don't. You pee in the shower. I clean the shower, so I don't pee in the shower. If you marry a white girl, you will not succeed in life. This week, we're going to be answering questions you submitted to us. And we're going to play our own version of Never Have I Ever. If you have more questions you'd like to submit, make sure you submit them to www.halfpastshot.com. As always, make sure you follow us on Instagram, TikTok, all of the socials. Our link tree is linked below. Half Past Crew, let's get into it. <sighs> Welcome to Half Past Jaw. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Half Past Jaw, where we drink jaw and then we spill it. Okay. That was me your spilling host. it if you didn't see the video. My name is Skate Patel. <laughs> My name is Hallie Patel. Hallie's having an episode today, guys. Okay. <laughs> We're a married interracial couple. I am Indian. I'm I'm white. Yeah, she is. We talk a lot about being in a racial couple. We share our experiences and what we've been through and what we've learned. Uh, and along with that, we've also done episodes with guests. We're going to continue doing episodes with guests, whether it be someone we're inspired by or another interracial couple. And we also answer your questions, which is this whole episode, guys. I'm very excited. We release a new podcast episode every Monday at 7 a.m. So if you're new here, subscribe right now like this video if you haven't already and if you're not watching on youtube make sure you uh give us five stars and also follow us on spotify and apple podcast okay so settle in get cozy grab your cha and let's get into it all right half ass crew let's just dive right in we've got some questions today from you thank you for submitting your questions we appreciate them we love going through them we've got some today that we're going to talk about so i'm going to start mr patel I'm ready? excited to okay. hear these guys. We have we've gotten a lot of submissions on www.halfpastshot.com. A lot of submissions, and we have not answered a lot of them. So now we're gonna finally answer a majority of them. Yeah, and we like to do these every five episodes or so. So this is episode forty. So here we are. Uh, we're gonna keep doing these because we love being able to interact with you guys that much more. Uh, we feel very connected and very close. So we're gonna continue doing these because we love getting the questions, we love answering them, and we hope that they help other people as well. So with that, question number one. Hi, how do you all manage your finances? I know from the Indian culture, the guy would pay for most things, including rent. My fiance is white and it's difficult to explain the financial differences between us both. Thank you. I ask you that because you're finance guru. Great question. <laughs> we're going to have an entire episode. I say this like every freaking episode. Like we're going to do We're going to have a finance episode. Yeah. When? <laughs> I'm, I've, I've actually already planned out a full main channel video for uh, myself. And once that goes live, we're going to make the finance episode of Half Past Shot go live. Okay. But this is a good question. In terms of managing your finances... Um, uh, in terms of what we do, we have one joint bank account. We have another savings account. That's a high yield savings account. And then we have our investment account. Uh, all our investments go into uh, the investment account. And then uh, our joint is where all our money goes from our job. Uh, and then on top of that, we have our own business account that we do separately. We do not have any separate account. I don't have my own and Hallie does not have her own. We have one account because we communicate with each other on what we are paying for and what we are buying. Okay. So there's no like discrepancy on, on who has what budget. There is none of that. We do have an overall budget and then we uh, manage our finances in Excel mainly. We've done it through mint.com. Uh, which was great, but now it does not exist. So you can't do it on there. There's like Rocket Money. There's all these like websites, but I'm, those are very convenient. Those are very nice to help manage your finances, but there's nothing better than an Excel sheet because it forces you to go look at each account, look at each credit card you're using, look at everything and uh, figure out how much you're spending on a monthly basis and also you get to talk with your significant other on, hey, why'd you buy that thing at Target you didn't need? Okay. Well, see, but you don't <laughs> need to shame either. So let me chime in a little bit. So I think, um, yes, yeah, so he answered, you know, like how, you know, step by step how he does things like in Excel through an app that he had, whatever. Um, 
yes, you mainly handled that, but you also communicate with that with me. So I think it's important, number one, that you communicate those things to each other and that you both are aware of what's going in your bank account, what's coming out, what your budget is, you know, if you guys have the same goals and that. Um, I know that was something that we had to work through because I didn't always, and I still don't necessarily know that I have the same financial goals as you. So it's important that you guys at least have an idea and try and align on that because that money is, I can't remember, there's like a statistic on it. Money is one of the biggest arguments that couples have. So it's but important the, that this is addressed. It's the number one reason for that's, divorce. Oh, Money, finances, yeah. Really? Yeah. That's, got, that's the number one. I'm, I'm pretty positive, unless I'm... You guys correct me, but like, I'm pretty positive finances is number one. And then I, so to follow up with that, um, I do have a question because we do have a joint bank account. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? That's kind of a controversial thing that people, I, you know, nowadays have a joint bank account and people are like, oh, well, what about a prenup? I mean, listen, I don't know. Every situation is different, but I want to hear what you have to say. I think if you are, if you, the reason you would have a split account and a joint bank account you got to have a joint bank account if you're married. Like it's just necessity. Just do it. But because some people don't. I don't understand that because there's no point in splitting bills uh, once you're married. There's no point because then you're just becoming at that point. You don't get to re reap the benefits of, of be having a joint bank account, having dual income. Like there's no benefit at that point. Yes. K2 loves that. I bring in money. Yeah. So. Hallie, I mean, it does. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be where I am financially without <laughs> Hallie. You're welcome. <laughs> so what you can do with, with having a joint or uh, having dual income, take advantage of your significant others money. Yeah. I mean, think no, about just it. Kidding. We have the, because we have dual income, we have the ability to save more money than if I just brought in money. Right. Like we, we because of because of us, we don't have to just put in twenty percent into savings. We can put in forty percent or whatever percent that you choose to put in. But I think it is very good to have all money going into one spot, and then from there splitting to where it needs to go. So if you have a savings account, split into there. It, you can have your own checking account as like your fun money, but like what's the just spend it from your joint account? Like what's the point? I I, I get it. Like if if you want like you don't want the other person to see what they're spending. Our version of that is Hallie has her own credit cards that I can't see. Um, and so she can buy on there and then that money gets taken, that gets taken out of our joint bank account, but then we have a separate credit card. And if you, there's just so much to finance in terms of like credit cards and stuff. We could do so many episodes on finance. I mean, if, if the reason for no joint account is that, you want your own fund money, just get yourself a credit card under your social security number, then you manage, right? Don't don't overspend on the credit card, by the way. Don't do that. But, you know, um, pay it off every month. I love credit cards. I love points. But I never have ever left a balance on a credit card. So, and I have, and I have another question for you. Um, this person says in their question, I know from the Indian culture, the guy would pay for most things, including mm -hmm. rent. What do you think about that? Do you think that's a cultural thing? Is that something that you grew up believing? Or what do you think now that you've grown up in America, maybe that's a little bit different? Um, I guess like if you're the only person working, then yeah. But if you're both working, you should split it. Mm -hmm. That just makes sense. Uh, that would be hard on the guy. If you're in, yeah, I would split it. Even in Indian culture, I'm sure, it, like, as as you're moving it, you know, you're starting to start the process of getting married. And if you're in that zone, then go ahead and just pretend like you are together at that point. Pretend like your money is one, have it all go into one place, or you guys just end up splitting it uh, until you guys get married. But um, I would highly suggest just making sure that you have equal responsibilities when it comes to paying for the big things. We don't have to worry about that because we have a joint bank account. All of our money goes in one spot. Then we don't have to worry about like who's paying what we pay equally at this point. So, yeah. And I would say as this person is your fiance and you guys are going to get married, then yeah, it looks, you know, you probably could already get a joint bank account. I mean, some people start early. We waited till after we got married. And that was something that we communicated to each other as well. Again, communication is key here. You need to make sure because finances are a very sensitive subject for a lot of people, especially if your fiance is not 
necessarily on the same page as you and you guys, you know, really aren't mm-hmm. um, explaining everything fully and how you feel or maybe what one is thinking or maybe you're just both not understanding where the other is coming from. You need to just maybe talk that out first. And first. Then as you're, yes, first. Don't get a joint bank account before talking about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, yeah talk no. about it. Please talk about it. Yeah. But make sure you're on the same page again. But, you you know, you guys are getting married. Yeah. That's kind of expected. Most people do that. We did it. Yeah. So. And I guess it could be dangerous to get a joint bank account, especially if you're not married. Boyfriend, girlfriend, don't get a joint, Ooh, joint bank account. That could if be... You're, Beyonce, even at that stage, I would not get a joint bank account. You can start thinking about it, though. Start thinking about it. Start the discussion of, okay, what's going to happen? How are we going to figure this out? Are we going to have two separate checking accounts? Are we going to have our own credit cards? Are we? What's happening, right? Um, so figure that out. Use an app like Rocket Money or uh, I think Copilot's one that Apple just invested in. So those are good apps to help you, but best thing you can do start an excel sheet track everything you're buying track your monthly expenses um and when and then, you do that it really opens your eyes up to how much money you're spending you'll be like well, i spent that much on food last month are you kidding me i gotta cut that down that's crazy yeah. just so like transparency oh man with yeah. transparency i just want to tell you guys we did our monthly like what our monthly expenses are and without food right now to live comfortably mm. for us it hits around $67,000. That's including a year? A year. <clears throat> and that's including like rent, that's our like mortgage payment, that's our like everything that we would Damn, that's a lot. We would need um every year we would need around $68,000 to just survive. See, this is why we need to have multiple finance episodes because there's just so much here to break and so, down. We have Mr. Guru over here. If that's the amount you need to survive, then you better be planning a budget and figuring it out because that is not easy to manage. Dang, are you sure? We don't even have kids. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, I, right now, the median, inc- the, the the income you need to survive is like $80,000. That's like the, the median right now. You need that to like be above poverty, I think. At least it, where we live. And so um, it is... Very high now. It used to be like fifty thousand, but like I, I tell everybody this: the the new the new fifty thousand is a hundred thousand. So like if you're if you like ten years ago, if you're making fifty thousand, that is equi- equivalent to like a hundred thousand now. So like you need that much to be um, at that stage. I don't know. It's crazy. I, above I, water. I know. Yeah, above water. Kinda, that's inc- yeah. that's crazy. So, there's a lot to finances, and if you don't figure it out, it's going to be hard. I always say everybody gets mad at me for saying money is so important, but like for me, money is freedom. If you have money, it gives you more freedom. So, Well, and on that level, too, of hard topics to talk about, yes, it is not always an easy conversation. I know many times for us it's not been an easy conversation, especially before we got married, and he definitely was on a little bit higher level of wanting things and money and not wanting things but you wanted you had a lot of ambitious goals in your finances and I didn't necessarily understand that or want that so on that same topic of hard conversations that goes really for anything I mean there are lots of hard conversations that I believe you should have before you get married because that can really make or break your relationship and if you get married and you decide wow or if you figure out that you guys are not at all on the same page on important things no. like kids or family or money or whatever that could be really detrimental to your relationship so i just advise anyone any big uncomfortable conversation have it before you decide to take the next big step in your relationship facts literally amazing facts okay next question Helly. What are you afraid of? This is a little bit shorter of a question from the last one, but a lot of things. No. Um, hmm. Well, number one, that the first thing that I am afraid of deathly is any kind of spider. Big, small, medium. Okay. One fun fact, you might be Spider-Man. Yeah, I got bit, everybody. I was I travel a lot for work. And I was apparently in a hotel room and, and hotel rooms are, I like to sleep in cold. So I, I, the hotel room was pretty cold. And uh, I found out that spiders, if there are spiders around your area, they like to attract themselves to warm bodies at night and like cuddle up because it's warm, right? 
and I guess I that's what happened. It was a big, it was a big spider. And uh it got cuddled up on me and it and I guess I moved in a bad area and so it bit me on my arm and it was like it was a big bite. It was I mean, there were bite. like teeth marks in it. Yeah. They were far apart. And I was like, oh my God. Because it was bite. like three or four days later and you came downstairs and you were like, Hallie, what is this? Like, did you <clears throat> did you accidentally hit me or something? I'm like, no, I didn't I didn't do that. This is no. a big bruise. And I looked at it and I'm like, oh my God, there's there's that there's teeth marks. That's undeniable what that is. So that just makes my skin crawl right there. That's number one. Um, and that's a that's kind of a dumb thing, but it, it, actual fears. Um, I don't know. I feel like they've changed a lot over time as I've gotten older. One of them definitely used to be, oh, I don't want to get older. I don't want to die. But getting older is a privilege, and mm. I've been fortunate enough to see and learn a lot of things. Even though I'm only 25, I'm excited to get older. I'm excited for the next big steps that come in my life and our relationship. So that was one of them, but it's not anymore. But I think one of them, you know, is that I'm not going to live up to the goals that I have for myself. I'm dreaming really big. I have been for a yeah. while and I just want to continue to push past, you know, the goals that I have and I want to surpass them and do the best I can. And I think I'm just afraid that sometimes I do a lot of work and do a lot of things for nothing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I love this podcast so much and I want it to keep growing, but what if it doesn't? I mean, yeah. it, still I'm getting so much out of it, but I do want it to reach a wider audience and mm-hmm. I want to be able to be successful with it and you and I to be able to meet lots of cool people and do things with it, have people on, whatever it may be. I have a lot of goals for this podcast, but it is scary to think that that couldn't happen. So I guess that's one thing that I'm afraid of right now. What those about are, you? Those are pretty heavy things to be afraid of. Yeah. Um, I guess like uh, material, like actual like items that I would be afraid of. It'd probably be like just normal bugs. Like I'm not afraid to the point of like, I can't kill them. I, I can kill bugs easily. I can't. I'm like too wasps, afraid. I don't care. Bees, doesn't matter what it is. I can kill them, but I don't like them. Like they, they just freak me out a little bit. You don't like crabs. I hate crabs. Oh my God. Why do, like they're, people say crabs are cute. Their little eyes are on their head. That's disgusting. Okay. Like when we go to Florida, he freaks out every single time. Exoskeleton animals. Like like animals with skeletons on the outside. Oh, dude. I don't know. But they're so cute. It freaks me out. Lobsters, all that stuff freaks me out. I don't know what it is. But it like more, I guess, uh, internally things that I'm- Deeper level. Things that I'm afraid of is not being successful. That's big fear. And being broke. Oh, dear God. Now, okay, when it comes to go. being broke, <laughs> there's a reason behind it. It's not just like, oh, I love money. There's a reason well, behind it, right? <laughs> like, my parents came here with nothing, and I got to see some of that struggle, right? I didn't understand it until I grew up that they were struggling. Um, not struggling to the point of, like, we weren't being fed, but struggling to the point they were working 24-7, like, working all the time even today they're working all the time and like i want to get to a point of freedom uh where i don't have to do that when i am older um where i can also help my parents in the future type of situation i can i want to get to that level right and so i'm afraid that i won't get there and that also comes with the whole success thing I'm afraid that if I'm not successful, then I can't get to that point. So that's on the deeper level. I know I can do it, but it's a fear, right? And I hate that we're being so basic too, as to say, oh, we're afraid of failure. Like if you were to listen to any podcast ever, that's what anybody says. I'm afraid of failure. I'm afraid of failure. But I mean, I've understood that as I've gotten older and grown out of some of the ones like the old old age one, which I'm happy that I'm getting older. Um but yeah, I mean, it is it is a real thing and it's not just necessarily with this podcast. It's with a lot of things. There are a lot of days where, you know, I'm like, well, what am I doing? What am I doing with my career? Maybe is this the right thing? Am I best at this? I don't know. Or, you know, in other aspects, am I being a good daughter, a good friend, a good wife? I mean, there are just mm-hmm. there are a lot of things in life you can fail at. And I think a lot of people probably feel that as well. It's it is kind of a more generalized one to be afraid of, but I think a lot of people feel that though. Yeah, I think so. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Next question. Do you, do you feel like influencers? Also, who is the most famous person you've met from doing stuff online? Good question. Um 
I do not feel like an influencer, but I can definitely classify us in that way because we do want to influence. We do want to like, we want to. We want to influence. We do. I mean, think about it. As like an interracial couple, there's a lot of things we've been through. We want to figure out ways to influence in a positive way and not make people afraid to get in interracial relationships or break up because they are in an interracial relationship. I don't want to do that. So we want to influence positively. So I guess we could call, qualify ourselves as influencers, but I've been doing video and posting and, 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 and having a community since 2013. I was, I have still yet to call myself successful in the influencer world. I think it is a cringe word. It's so cringe. It is a cringe word to be an influencer, but I think it's getting to a point where it's starting to gain a little bit of respect. Yeah. Um, Where like, yeah, you're an influencer. Oh, that's kind of weird. You know, you're kind of weird. But when people start to realize how much of an impact you have, then they're like, oh shoot, this guy's got connections this guy's got uh ability to work with different brands he's got a business he's got he, he's actually smart it's not easy being i know people are like oh anybody can be an influencer especially when you see like charlie d'amelio dancing oh, yeah. on a video and then even her right she had to do a lot to get to i know it sounds stupid but I it's know. true as you get into it you're like wow this it's, is, it's not just overnight that something big can happen it it, it takes a lot of time it might be that she did get famous overnight and all that stuff that she was you know her parents are successful all that stuff is is true but at the end of the day when it comes to trying to be in that world it is not easy it's a lot of hard work it's so saturated too Um, you don't get paid at all to be an influencer until you've really made it Oh, yeah. So people trying like us, we're doing this because we love doing this. We're not doing it for money. We're not doing it for any like particular reason. If we can eventually do it to a point where we, we can do it for money, great. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That's something that we get out of doing. That's something that's a positive that comes out of doing something that we, we love, right? But do I feel like an influencer at this moment? I want to feel like one, but I don't. That's a good answer. I like what you just said there. I also want to feel like one, but I don't because we're just the most average people. (laughs) We do average things. We have full-time jobs. We have a house. We're married. We have a cat. We have our families that we spend time with. I mean, we're just very normal people and I don't ever want like that will, that will never change. Um, we would never let fame get to our heads. No, but we're also not that those kind of people. Um, and yeah, I see now again. So the term influencer, that whole field, everybody like Char- like Charlie D'Amelio, all the TikTok people, um, people on Instagram, YouTubers, like it's so saturated. There are so many people. And if you look back, even a few years ago, it's like before COVID. I swear there weren't yeah. quote influencers really. I don't know what I mean. Just COVID, everything, the whole world changed. A lot of it changed. There are a lot more. People who do stuff online now, whether it be podcasts, whether it be YouTubing, whether it be TikTok reels, what like whatever, people are hustling, and there there are a few that I follow, and I mean they're constantly putting out good quality content, and I, I mean I don't know if they have full time jobs or not. I assume maybe not, but like us with our full time jobs, yeah. it is hard. It is hard to find the time to create good content. We usually do this at night because we work. I mean I we both work on the outline. Throughout the week, we refine it the day of, and then we record it at night. And it can be hard to find the time, especially, like I said, when you work a full-time job. Um, and, and it's great. I love doing it. But again, we're not getting paid for it. Not that I want to. That was never the goal. The goal is for us to be able to help anyone that's been in our situation and grow a community and meet awesome people and entertain. I and guess that goes fun. to the next question, which is, what is the mo- who is the most famous person you've met doing stuff online? I guess in person, it would probably be Shervin Shares. Shervin Shares. Shervin Shares. We went to the content closet uh, while we were in New York City, guys. <laughs> Such it was crazy. I, I I loved meeting him. I mean, they're just normal. Oh yeah, they're people. Great. Uh, met Colt uh, Irwin and also is it Colt Ker Ker Ker? Is it with a K or with an I? We met Colt Kerwin Ker- as well, uh, and uh, they just Hewler. Uh, they were great. 
they're very welcoming. Uh, mm-hmm. We the the person who was also there who is not part of the content closet, but Saf Saf, he's great. He uh, films for edits for uh, Ali Abdal. He so we got to meet him as well. But those are those are some people that we've met in person. It's been great to meet those kind of people. We kind of it makes you feel like oh my god, they're just normal people. We can do this if we just keep trying, and it makes you really feel good. There is one one other. There's two other people that I've met online oh. who mm-hmm. are who are more who are famous, um, and that's um, Hayden Peter Peterson. Peterson. I knew you were gonna say that. Hayden Peterson, and he's you guys talked. That yeah, he's cool. great. Like we've talked on uh, Instagram a lot. We send video chats to each other. Yeah, but, that was fun. Um, he's been a huge influence on the photography videography world. And so being able to communicate with him back and forth has been great. Elliot Choi has been somebody I've been talking with back and forth. Uh, he lives like 30 minutes down the road from us in, in his hometown. And so from that, I kind of built a connection with him. But he's a huge YouTuber in New York City now. So We actually saw him when we were in New York. Yeah, we, he we was did. skateboarding. Yeah, he was just skateboarding. Crazy. It's always weird because, like, I don't. I'm not gonna go up to him and be like, "Oh, hey, what up?" Like, if, yeah. If not I were in his boy. situation, I wouldn't want. Like, I, I guess I would want people to come up and say hi, but <laughs> oh, at the same is. time, I wouldn't want people to like run up to me while I'm doing something. Yeah. Like, like he's he's he was in his zone, right? Like these are all normal people, right? We're I mean we're we're not huge, but we're very normal people, and we want we don't want to be ever. I don't know. This sounds so ridiculous, me saying it. We don't ever want any kind of like special treatment or people being awkward around us. Like we're just the most normal basic people. people. We just yeah. put out videos every week and do TikToks and I do dances. And, you know, it's it's just so interesting when you actually meet somebody, you're just like, oh, they're just the yep. nicest people and they're doing this and they're successful at it and they're grinding and they're making money and it's awesome. If you've met anyone successful, please leave a comment. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment down below. Um, or who who you're really inspired by. Do you watch anybody that you want to share? Um, that'd be awesome. So let me know. Next question. Hello. First of all, love your podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, you have mentioned that you guys both do a fair bit of travel and that Saketu is doing business travel. I am single and travel about 50 to 60% of the year for business. Wow. Any recommendations on how to restart the dating process and how, how does this travel impact your relationship? Hmm. I would say if you're wanting to get back into the dating field, just put yourself out there. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. I don't know when the last time was that you were in a relationship or that you were talking to anybody or whatever it is. Just try and, you know, maybe go out with your friends, uh, go out with your guys for a guy's night, go just do things, put yourself in situations. I swear relationships always happen when you're not expecting them to happen. I can say firsthand that that is exactly what happened with us. Yep. Definitely just try and put yourself out there. I've known I said that 10 times, but it's the best thing that you can do um, in hoping to meet somebody. You're not going to meet somebody if you're just chilling at your place. I mean, that's not to say you can't meet somebody online. You totally can. And so many people do that. Mm -hmm. I think I just prefer to meet somebody in person and see how we click there. And when it comes to putting yourself out there and and how that impacts like the whole business travel stuff, put it on your calendar to, if you're like going on a date, put it on the calendar. So you for sure go on that date. And then once you're there and you want to go on a second date, make sure they know that, Hey, I've got travel next week, but let's go ahead and meet on Friday. Let me put it in the calendar. Boom. It's there. They know it's there. You know it's there. It's going to happen. Boom. Mm-hmm. Done. I know Hallie puts a lot of stuff on my calendar when I'm gone, especially. So I have something to look forward to on the weekend, <laughs> right? Yes. And so it's a good thing. I love Google Calendar. It's great. I think everybody should take advantage of, of scheduling things out, especially when you're busy traveling or working. Um, it's very important. But when Suketu travels a lot, it it's... I wouldn't say it's hard on our relationship. It both just makes us sad when he has to leave. I hate when you have to go places. You just traveled last week. You're traveling again here in a few days. And your trips aren't necessarily that long. They're, you know, every night. I hate spending the night alone in our bed. It just Mm -hmm. feels wrong uh, when you're used to sleeping with somebody for now a few years. Yeah, It is pretty weird um, when you're gone. But I I guess the best way that I cope with it is um, I make plans. I keep myself busy 
Uh, I like to read a lot. Sometimes I sink myself back into hobbies that I don't necessarily always have time to do. Um, like I just on your last trip, I picked up a book and I started reading again or you know, I keep myself really busy with working out or I love to go visit with my parents or they come here or I make plans with friends. I, I usually try and keep myself pretty busy or I play Fortnite with my friends as well. So yes. that's fun. Join um, our Discord. You should join our Discord. Yes, we stream a lot. Um, Like to stream, like to play Fortnite, exercise, seeing people, cooking myself good meals. Like I planned this week, I'm going to make myself a nice dinner. I'm going to treat myself. I'm very excited about that. Um, but I guess just, you know, doing things, putting things on your calendar, especially that's how I remember things the most, uh, planning things and doing things, um, that are going to not make me forget that you're gone. Obviously you're gone, but still things that I can do that are going to make me yeah. happy and feel good about myself. So what about you? I how think do you deal with traveling? I think it's good. I, I'm used to, I've done it for two years now. Right. So I travel almost every single week. Um, if I travel every week, I usually take a week off per month. Um, so it, it gets tough in terms of just figuring out when to like the thing with my travel is sometimes I don't find out till the week before. And that's, that's when it gets tough. It's like, Oh, we planned this thing next week, but now I'm gone. Let's have, let's figure out a way to switch it to another day. And that's the only tough part about it. But other than that, it's not too difficult. Uh, because I don't travel for a long time. Which is nice. If you so, do, then I go with you. If yeah. it's more than like two or three nights, then I'll go with him. Yeah. So anyways, mm -hmm. it's it's not too bad. But eventually, you, you got to get your traveling jobs out of the way early on in your career. So then you don't have to do that as much as you get older. We don't have kids. So like it's a good thing to get it out of the way now than uh, later. We later do have Sylvie. We do have Sylvie. So technically, you're leaving me and your daughter. Yeah, you're right. All right, next question. Hi, I recently started seeing your TikToks on my page and I love watching him. Thank you very much. What caught my attention more was that you're an interracial couple. I am Mexican, 26, and my boyfriend, 27, is Indian. I was kind of oblivious at the culture difference at first and didn't expect it to be kind of frustrating just because he doesn't really explain any of it to me. Is it normal for him to be super private about his friends and family? We have been dating for a year and I only recently met his friend group and some cousins. I have not met his parents. In my culture, it's kind of expected to meet the parents right when you're dating someone. So it kind of makes me feel hidden. When I ask, he kind of just says, well, that's not something that we do normally unless we get married. He is the first person in his family today outside of his community. Is there any advice you can give me in regards to this? I don't want to feel like we are wasting each other's time because I do care for this person. Thank you. I used to say that exact same thing about wasting time with each other. I don't want to waste your time. I used to say that to Hallie. Hallie... I don't want to waste your time. So let's break up and just move on with our lives, right? I wouldn't do that until you figure out, okay, does this person see themselves marrying you in the future? Have a deep conversation about it. Don't, you can't, you can never get a guarantee out of somebody, okay? It's just not going to happen. But when it comes to like Indian culture, it's typical that you don't tell your parents until the topic of engagement starts, right? That's kind of when the Indian guy usually is like, okay, I'm going to go to my parents. I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to get engaged. And they're going to start the marriage process. Because in, in the Indian culture, the parents are kind of the ones who manage the whole marriage process or at least the family manages that marriage process. It is very typical to not let them know. It sucks. If you want him to tell them, I would just tell him straight up, be like, hey, like I want you to tell your parents that we're dating. Uh, if you guys, if this is like, if you guys are both in America, then it's kind of becoming culturally accepted that, you know, you should probably date before you get married, right? In India, it's like, well, let's get engaged and get married the next month. And so it's it's a little different and it's very hard for parents to understand, but it is still typical. What do you have to say about it? So this person is saying that he is very private about his friends and family. So mm -hmm. he's not sharing any of that with this person. So it is, that is interesting because, I mean, I guess it was a little bit different for us because we were in high school. So like I, I knew your friends. Um, and I don't know, we talked, we talked about your family and, but we didn't like, I, I didn't meet them for a long time. I think I met your cousins. I met two of your cousins. How, how yeah. like maybe like two years in you did, you met him, you met him like two years in. And then 
um, once you got really frustrated with not meeting my parents or me telling them about you, I think you, I think I was also fed up with it. Like, Hey, she deserves to know that, or she deserves to have my parents know about her and what's going on to make sure that she knows I'm serious. Eventually it's going to have to happen. Right. Um, so I, it's a tough question. It's a tough situation to be in, but I would say patience until you figure out until you have that hard conversation and be like, Hey, what's the deal here? Like I can't keep waiting around. Right. Well, I guess. Yeah. And so you ask if there's any advice and I guess my advice to you would be, you guys have been together for a year. I think now, you know, you've met some of the friends, some of the cousins, you can have that conversation. I think you would be justified of, Hey, what are, what are we doing here? You know, we're 26 and 27. It's not like we're in high school or college. These are some things that are concerning to me. And, you know, I want to meet your family. Is this something that you're willing to, to do? Um, because if not, then I think that's an issue and I don't, I don't want to keep wasting each other's time, which I mean, that's, it could make or break your relationship. And it quite literally did for us. And it's, not easy to bring up and it's um going to be a painful conversation but i think in order for you guys to have a happy relationship it's necessary yeah hope that helps okay and i hope go. that it works out for the best hey there amazing conversations i am in a relationship with an amazing woman and have been for about five years now but still there seems to be hesitation from her side and the progress seems to be a little slow in terms of relationship growth We're pretty young, and as we speak, we both are prioritizing our own careers. In the middle of that, we tend to date and enjoy each other's company. How do we elevate the relationship? I I have something about this real quick before you start. You mentioned the priority side, prioritization side. If you're prioritizing your own careers, it's going to be really hard to elevate the relationship. There has to be some give on that. I know you guys want to prioritize your careers, but if you guys want to prioritize your relationship, that's the only way you're going to be able to elevate it. That's my opinion. Yeah. I don't know what you think. Well, no, I completely agree with you. I think that's perfect. Um, read my mind. Yes. Uh, I mean, if you guys both are prioritizing your careers, it's great that you have that in mind and that you guys know what you want. But yes, absolutely. In order to elevate your relationship, you're going to have to put you guys first above everybody else, above your careers, above other people, whatever. If you guys want to take things to the next level, especially that you guys have been together five years, it's time that you really start setting some boundaries with work and start putting more effort into your relationship and make it spicy, make it fun, do date nights, plan things. Like we said, we use our calendars all the time, plan things on the calendar, be more, you know, affectionate. One thing that I really love and that I'm going to 2024 trying to tie into our everyday is loving your partner and their love language, not yours. So maybe have that conversation. Maybe you guys can take the love language test. We did a love language episode a while back. Check it out. You guys can maybe take one of those and see, figure out, Ooh, this person, you know, like her love language is physical touch. Mine is words of affirmation. Let's figure out how we can honor each other in those ways and make things special for the both of us. And just, you know, try and do fun things to spice it up. Do things you wouldn't normally do. Yeah. Get out of your comfort zone. Don't do the same thing, mund- the same mundane routine day in, day out. You know, you, you're prioritizing your careers. That's great. But, you know, after work, when the day is done, you guys are going to have dinner together. You're going to cook dinner together. You're going to go out and get something. You could go on a picnic. You can go do something that's going to bring you closer together and bond uh, so that you have more outside of work to be looking forward to. Yeah. I agree. That's a great question. Hope that answer helps. Um, but yeah, you just got to go towards the prioritization. Yes. And make sure that you're, yeah, like I said, do things that you don't normally do. Switch it up. It'll be more fun than you think, I promise. Next question. Hey, my name is Kavish and I am Gujarati as well. And I am engaged to an American woman. How did you guys work out what parts of both of your respected traditions were included in your wedding and how did you compromise? So in terms of the Hindu wedding, we wanted two hours. So whatever didn't fit in two hours got <laughs> cut out. That was pretty pretty uh, much it. So, you know, the main parts that we we wanted were um, the, we have our, our pamphlet that we had, which kind of goes through exactly uh, all the different steps that we wanted in the Hindu uh, ceremony. 
So we came up with the pamphlet. We told the uh, person who was marrying us that, hey, we want it to be two hours. That's kind of the goal. And he did it. So we got it done in two hours. There was a lot of traditions that we got included. The main ones that uh, happened in, in my family's traditions, we got all of almost all of them it done. And it wasn't too much that we had to cut out. And in terms of Hallie's side, we didn't cut anything out. But at the same time, we had two separate days. Now, if you're doing this in one day, Ooh. you're going to have to cut a thing. You're going to have to cut a few things out. Um, just make everything half of that to make it sustainable because it's not easy um, doing it in just one day. You'd have to, you know, there's a whole outfit change, the whole getting everybody out and then bringing them back. If it's in the same location, if it's in two separate look, Oh my gosh, there's so many things that you got to consider about the guests. It's not even about you at that point. It's about the guests. <laughs> and so figuring out, making it easier for them uh, is something you got to keep in mind as well. So that's why we had uh, two separate days because that was the easiest way for everyone. Well, and I want to point out too, that we also, we had three separate days basically because yeah. we still wanted to incorporate more, traditions and things which typically from what you've told me you you have sisters who had weddings that were how many days long in total yeah we have I mean five days is usually the normal amount so we had to cut down from that because financially here that was not an option that would have yeah. been crazy and to host people for that long and to do things I mean it, it's just very different and it would have been very hard um but yeah I mean so we've got we had the three days total but then we had two full weddings back to back, which how many people are lucky enough to say they had two weddings. It was yeah. amazing. We had the best time ever. Um, and I, to me, it doesn't feel like we really comp, I mean, like compromised anything. Um, we worked out what we need to work out. We communicated that with each other. We were all on the same page. We had a very large Excel sheet that we talked about. Everything had guests for who's coming to what worked it out really well. And I think just the biggest thing here again is <laughs> communication. communication, communication. That's the one thing that gets you far. But I guess the one thing, the piece of advice that I would have is especially because it's a very, you know, like um, both weddings are very traditional is make sure that you each are communicating with your side of the family and Hey, what is crucial that we include in this ceremony or in this reception or whatever? What is crucial that we include in this overall wedding? Because, you know, Sometimes time can be limited. We want to make sure that we cover everything, that we don't spend too long on certain things. And we want to, if you, especially if you're doing it in one day together yeah. combined, if you're having two different weddings, then you really need to sit down with your respective families and be like, okay, here, mm -hmm. this is what's important. This is what we're going to say that we're going to do. This is what we're going to incorporate into the wedding. And then from there, you guys can talk about, okay, we're going to do this and this and this, and we can make this work. Maybe we can't make this work. You'll figure it out from there. Great answer, Hallie. Okay, next question. Hi, I'm a Desi woman in a two-year relationship with a white man, and we're awesome together. Love that. Love it. I have met his family, and they're great and very accepting. However, he has not met my family, which consists of my parents. My mom has refused to meet him because she feels like he isn't up to her standards and has pushed off meeting him for over six months now. I'm not sure what to do at that point because... He is getting uncomfortable with the fact that we've been together for a while and he's not met any of my family. I feel terrible, but my mother is truly standing her ground in terms of being uninterested, uninterested uh, in meeting him. And as he is not the golden son-in-law of her dreams career-wise, I'm about to graduate college and want to move forward with my life, but don't see it to be possible if she insists on not meeting him and him not being the one for me. How should I address this? I'd love to hear both your opinions. Mm. It's very, there are a lot of things that we could both say, I think. But I will start with, in our situation, that was about the time that your family found out about me. So I think, you know, you guys have been together two years. If you really think he's the one if you guys love each other and if you see yourself moving forward, getting married, having a family someday, then I think, you know, you push to have your mother meet him. And especially if it consists of your parents, um, I don't know where your father stands, but 
and this this was this was a lesson that you learned. You have to take it. it this is going to sound harsh as well, but you, at some point you have to take control of your own life, and you have to say, you know what, I'm going to graduate college. I'm an adult. I want what I want. This is what I want. You're going to meet him, you know, and bring him over one day and just be like, hey, this is it. Here he is. <laughs> Can't avoid it anymore. Um, yeah, it's it's tough. And and there's a sentence in here that you said she is going to stand her ground. Okay. And in terms of being interested in him, as he is not the golden son-in-law, she dream. Okay. She, it's not her dream. It's It's your your dream. dream. Sister. Um, Yes. You got to remember that. Don't let, I know we love our parents. Okay. I know that we are grown up to, um, make sure that we appreciate all of the sacrifices our parents made to bring us to where we are. And I, I understand that, but at the, at, at one at a point you still have what you're, you said you were, uh, you guys were pretty, pretty new into this relationship. You still haven't graduated college. You still have like 80 years of your life left and you have your whole life ahead of you. And there's going to be a lot of years. It's sad to say your mom's not going to be in a lot of those years near the end. Okay, it, it, you can't make that determination of who you're going to be with because of somebody else. Uh, if you think this person's the one, then you got to force the, you got to force it in terms of who is going to accept and who's not going to accept. It's just going to be one of those things where you have to, um, you have to take charge and just make it happen. Well, and that's the thing too. It's like, I can understand. I mean, I obviously didn't experience the same thing that you experienced at all because my parent again my parents didn't sacrifice everything to bring me here i was already here so with that in mind it, it, i never wanted to disappoint my parents ever mm-hmm. that was just instilled in me from a very young age that was it, that's why i never did anything wrong growing up because i was like oh i don't i don't want to disappoint my parents so i can't imagine going through this and your mother not being supportive of you in this circumstance and just how hard that is for you because who do you really have to talk to about it you know you have your boyfriend who he can't really understand um and you're just kind of dealing with this on your own if it's just your parents i mean i don't know if you have siblings or whatever but it's hard because who do you even talk to and like who do you have for support in this situation and that was something that you battled with for a long time and if you don't it's like it feels like the end of the world if you don't have the support of your parents but at the end of the day just like you were saying it is your life. It's going to be you that's going to be making all the decisions in your adulthood, not somebody else. I mean, maybe when you're a kid, yeah, your parents make decisions for you. But that's one thing that you're just going to continue to learn as you get older is that you need to make the decisions for you day in and day out because nobody else is going to do it for you. And you can't live in fear that somebody else is not going to accept your decision because every single day people aren't going to like something about you. People aren't going to like something that you do. Yep. Who cares? It's just getting older. You learn to deal with it more and more. So I think just the best advice we have is just you and your boyfriend stand your ground. If she's going to stand her ground, you stand your ground. Be tough. Facts. Those were all our questions. Thank you for submitting to www.halfpastshot.com. If you want to submit, please submit to www.halfpastshot.com. We love listening. We love answering. We love being able to um, respond back to you guys and build this community. So please continue doing that. That is the end of questions of the week, but it is the beginning of never have I ever. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. Hallie planned this out. She won't even let me see what's happening. So I won't. let's go ahead and get started. All right. So this is a little segment. As you guys know, I like to throw in segments from time to time. And this one is one that we've never done before. It's never have I ever. If you're not familiar with the game, I'm going to say never have I ever X, Y, Z. And if you've done it, then I want you to explain just okay. a little bit in a quick little story. So. Never have I ever. These are questions that I'm asking you that you have not seen. So this will be very entertaining. Never have I ever. We're going to start off very mild. Broken a bone. Does a pinky count? You didn't break your pinky. Well, I had one of those things that you put on it. The splints. For what? I was playing football and football jammed my finger. So you didn't break it? Okay, fine. I didn't break it. I didn't break any bones. Okay, that's what I thought. So you have not broken a bone. I have broken a few bones. I broke my left pinky. It's longer than my right pinky because they... It's been broken twice because it had to be broken again or otherwise it would have like come in all funky and like Mm -hmm. I would have had a messed up pinky my whole life. Broke my toe the night before my brother's wedding. That was pretty bad. Have I broken anything else? I've, I've sprained a lot of things and had to get 
like cortisone shots and Yikes. whatnot. I've had a lot. Of, I've had some things, but only broken two bones. Never have I ever been to a psychic. Oh, I've been. I've been. <laughs> <laughs> my okay. I don't know. Maybe it's not. I don't know if it's like an Indian thing or not. But my parents took me to a psychic once. And and what was that? What did that entail? They said. If you marry a white girl, you will not succeed in life. Because your mom's <laughs> bribing her under the table. Say this, say this. No, I'm just kidding. No, I think it was like, I think the person said, don't get in a relationship or you will be unsuccessful in your education. False. Was this in India? <laughs> this was in India. Uh, yeah. Education. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Never have I ever TP'd someone's house. TP'd someone's house. I we have. We both have. We tried to, and then I got in trouble. Yeah. We, because my well, father. I definitely did with with a few people. Okay. Oh. Well, I only tried the one time and wasn't no, that successful. Was it. Oh. We we did it. I did it. We're, I know I did it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where you went after that, but I did it. I got <laughs> yelled at on the phone, so I did not <laughs> see this is me again. He's be not wanting to disappoint okay. my parents. All right. Never have I ever <laughs> Gone skinny dipping. I have never. Have you? Next question. No, <gasps> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hallie has everyone. I have not. No. Maybe like a long time ago. Okay. <laughs> never have I ever gotten a speeding ticket or been pulled over. I have. I've gotten a speeding ticket and been pulled over. <laughs> How fast were you going? I was going, it wasn't even bad. It was like 62 or 64 in and a 40. 40. That's pretty bad. Is that well, not considered get, like reckless driving? I was trying to get home. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next. Wait, how many times have you been pulled over? Three times. One time I took a left turn on a yellow, which is stupid. They just gave me a warning. Oh, uh, four times. And then another. The, so the first one was speeding, and then the second one was a yellow light turn, which is stupid. I didn't get any ticket for that. I just got pulled over. Um, and then the third time I got pulled over because they were looking for a missing person. <laughs> and then the <laughs> Fourth time was I got pulled over because I <laughs> apparently they thought I was drunk. I was like hitting the. Oh, I was in the car with yeah, you. Yeah, I was hitting the line. So they were like, oh, have you been drinking tonight? I was like, I don't drink alcohol. So I don't think so. You're just driving terribly. Yeah, apparently. Okay. Interesting. And do you think any of those are your fault? No. Besides the speeding. All the other ones, I was in the right. So whatever. Mm, okay. Um, never have I ever used or made a fake ID. Mm, I have never used, but I have <laughs> made for others. I was like, I always wanted to be the cool kids. So I'll be like, I knew the technology of everything. Like I knew how to do things. The right? IT guy, everyone. So like I was really good at Photoshop. I was really good at finding hard plastic to print these things on. <laughs> wow. I should probably, we should probably not put that in there because then I will get, I'll get the FBI on me or something. That was years ago. You okay, only next. did like a few. Okay. Never have I ever been to a nude beach. I <laughs> I have, but I didn't like, it was like so long. I was too, I don't even know. You were like a baby. I wasn't a baby. I was like in my teens. You were like seven. No, I'm just kidding. I, I don't was know. in my teens, but what it was, was that like Canada. for you? It was different. It wasn't, <laughs> nude beaches aren't what you think they would be. What do you think they They're would be? They're just old people walking around naked, but that's it. What's Next. wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that, but so that's not what people think. Then no, I'm just saying people would probably do you think expect like, like the sexiest women yeah, and men to be there at think. the beach. That's what you think, but that's not what happens. So, would you go to a nude beach? Like I, and partake? I would never partake. Why not? I would not. Why not? Because I would not. <laughs> that's <laughs> why not? Because I just don't want to. I don't want to have that thing flopping everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, understandable, I guess. I don't know. It's like, how do you approach somebody at a nude beach? You don't, Hallie. Why would you approach anybody? I don't know. I feel like there are definitely people that are like, hey, how are you? No, I don't <laughs> think so. I think Just people, with like everything. Just like going to a beach. Why would you? No. Okay, next question. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Goodness gracious. <laughs> I feel violated. Okay, next question. Never have I ever... <laughs> Never have I ever been caught lying. I've been caught lying multiple times. Explain. I don't want to explain, but uh, I went to an amusement park without telling my parents. I got caught for that. I 
told Hallie many white lies that I've got caught for every single time. She knows everything for every reason. I don't know how she knows. But yeah, she don't knows. lie to me. What? Just like stupid things like, yeah, I did the bed. And she goes upstairs. She's like, oh, you didn't do the bed. Well, that's <laughs> obvious. I'm not well, like blind. little stupid things like that. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know you? Suketu. He tends to over exaggerate a lot of things. Okay. What about you? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't really lie. I'm a good yeah, person. She, she really doesn't, to be honest. And it makes me what? happy. No, it makes me happy. Uh, but, is, but it, it also it piss like, you off because no. I'm a good person. Yeah, well. I honestly don't lie. I actively try to not lie, I think, as most people do. Um, to you, I definitely have exaggerated or, like, told. Well, there's things, things like you'll you'll lie to me about, like, like I'm, I don't know. Like how much something costs? Yeah. I like, do that. I do that. Be, yeah. You lie a lot, though. Yeah, I'm like, why do you do this? It makes me not trust I you. I lie and what? just exaggerate. Like, I don't like lie as in I will lie about something big. It's just exaggeration. But, like, I'm that's something you've done for as long as I've known you. Yeah. It's it, it's very obnoxious. I think maybe we should have an episode on lying, dear. Mm. That would Little be White Lies. Ooh, that's a good episode. All right. Never, <laughs> never have I ever peed in the shower. I, everybody's peed in the shower. Do you pee in our shower? You pee in the shower. I clean the shower, no, so no, I don't pee no. in the shower. I understand I don't. how dirty a shower gets now when you pee in the dang shower. I don't pee in it. That's just my fake tan that washes off. I so it's a little Hallie pees like, in it because I'm the one who cleans the shower, and so I know. No, I'm not. Okay. When, well, you, when when the drain on the bottom of the drain, when it's a little bit of yellow, you know you freaking peed because that stuff doesn't always drain all the way. <laughs> if it sits there long enough, then it just. Mm get stuck so you got you got don't don't pee in the shower okay. i know you've done it when you were kids once you own a house once you rent a house i don't know what you guys do but don't pee in the shower i actively try not to like 99 percent of the time i won't but if it's if like for some reason i'm rushed in the shower and the warm water hits me oh the right way <laughs> then and only then how pees in the shower a lot okay no next i don't question. that is that like doesn't that doesn't happen um that used maybe when I was like, you know, a little bit younger, but doesn't happen anymore. Next question. Last one. Never have I ever flashed someone. I've never done that. Not intentionally. Oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, I put this in here because I had to. Shoot. Yeah. By accident. My God. Somebody pants me. <laughs> somebody pants me so hard that my underwear came off on top of the pants. And it was in front of like the whole school. Like everybody that was in the field house, which was hundreds of people. I thought it was like the softball team. Softball team, yeah. Okay. I remember, well, again, Shoot, this for me was man. unintentional, but I was walking to class one day and I had a dress on and my backpack pulled my dress up. So you just saw like my ass in my underwear and it was it's not good. I had somebody honk at me and they were like laughing and I'm like, what? And so then I felt the breeze and I was like, uh, all right. I felt it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was like, all right. All right. Well, that'll do it. That was fun. That was a little game of never have I ever. I think we should do it more. That was funny. Yeah, we, we should definitely do that more. Uh, personal updates. We're almost done here, guys. But we want to let you guys know how we're doing, okay? The weather sucks. For those sucks. of you that are here, yes, we're happy to talk to you about our updates. The weather really sucks. We've been running a lot. Yeah, the weather which sucks. great, but also bad. Uh, we tried Prime for the first time, everybody. Dude, it's prime. so good. The hydration one, the hydrate, not the energy Listen, one. I was always against it because I hate like influencer led like like campaigns that like force you to like they like they shove it down your throat. Like Prime, like they're shoving it everywhere, right? So I don't like that kind of marketing, but it makes sense. Like it's a good marketing ploy. So I respect it in a way, but I also hate it. Okay. Anyways, it is good. The hydration drink is the best hydration drink I have ever had in my life. Yeah, I was very surprised. I've been feeling, I think because we've been running and exercising so much recently, I've been feeling a little dehydrated and struggling with that. And it's a really not great feeling to have. So yeah. I, because I got one and I was like, mm, this is going to be mid at best. And then I tried it and I'm like, okay, no sugar, hardly any calories, tastes great, hydrates pretty, me. Let's go. Pretty impressive. I'm still traveling a lot, so that's been sucky, but, you know, I'm getting there. Sylvie is still queen of the castle, okay? She's she still, is. She's still pretty good. Sylvie, queen. She's sitting right, she's actually right under the table right now. Um, we we have some travel plans, hopefully. we I don't know exactly when and where, but 
we we have some things coming up. We don't want to explain everything, but we want to tease you a little bit, okay? Well, we do want to make, you know, trip or two this year out to the East yeah. Coast because that is our favorite place to go. And especially, you guys, if we can find a business reason to come out there, we'll come out there Yeah, please let more. us know if you're out there in the East Coast, especially in New York City. If you want to be on the podcast, um, let us know. Or if you know somebody that wants to be on a podcast or interracial couple or whoever, let us know. And yeah, if you have any goals that you're working on, we want to know what your goals are. Currently, it's the beginning of the year. My goal is to be a better husband to Hallie. I want to be I want to be more present for her. I want to use my phone less. I also will link a podcast that I listened to very Ooh. recently. It's by uh, uh, Diary. Uh, yeah, Diary of a CEO. Yeah, Diary of a CEO. And there was a podcast episode about sleep. I want to get my sleep right, okay? I'll, I'll link it below. It's a very good podcast episode if you're interested in in maximizing your health. But um, that's that's some goals I'm working on. Yeah, and some goals for me as well, which I mentioned this earlier as I was answering a question. But loving Suketu and his love language, not mine. He's very words of affirmation, physical touch. Even today, we just hugged for a long time because mm-hmm. he, that's something that he needed. And it's important to just really honor and respect how that person feels special and feels seen by their significant other. So working on being better at that, being a better wife, being a better cat mom, uh, sticking with my goals that I have for myself. I have a lot of fitness goals for myself right now, you know, starting off the new year, eating well because the holidays happen and getting back into a routine. I think a lot of people struggle with that. Just, you know, the holidays are a crazy time and it's very hectic and it's very unique for everybody, but just getting back into your routine and staying consistent. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was very fun answering your guys' questions. A reminder, our website is www.halfpastchat.com. That is where you're going to submit your stories and questions. All right. We love addressing them, Half Past Crew. We love you. We thank you for your support. We're so excited to be growing this podcast and community. Make sure you follow us on all the socials. Subscribe, like this video. Let us know what you thought of this specific episode. Please. On Spotify, there's like Q&A section. On YouTube, there's comments. We love hearing from you. And as always, we'll see you next time at Half Past Job. Job.